0: Thank you for subscribing to the Parkway Fellowship podcast. Parkway Fellowship, commonly referred to as The Park, is a purpose-driven church in Katy, Texas, recognized for its innovation and rapid growth. Designed for the person who might not be used to attending church, The Park, one of the only purpose-driven churches in the area, has quickly become one of the most popular West Houston churches for people new to their faith, to church, or to living in the Katy area. It is our prayer that God changes your life through this message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan.
1: Last week, we talked about, um, in this series called Puzzled by the Bible, we talked about how do we know that the Bible is real. And when we get to the last week of this series, we're going to do more of that kind of thing. But this week, I want to focus on how to make the Bible easier to understand. Because as a pastor, there there is something that... I got to with you, I've never understood. I've never understood it how someone can come to a church, become a Christ follower, change their lives, come every week, volunteer, serve, be so committed, and then one year, or maybe two years, maybe three years later, they're totally disconnected from God and disconnected from the church and they're nowhere to be found. I, I, honestly, I've never understood how that could happen. I mean, I've never said how someone who had so seemingly changed their lives for God and for whatever reason, it didn't stick with them. Or, I don't know, maybe they didn't stick with it. I mean, I don't know, but I've never understood it. It's almost as if when they came to church, it was more of an experiment for them. Than it was really much of a life change. And I've never said how someone who has seemingly been changed by God. Could just at some point in time just just walk away. But i got to be honest with you. I've seen that pattern over and over and over again. I've seen it in my high school friends. I've seen it in my college buds. I've seen it when I was a youth pastor. I saw it with teenagers and now as a pastor. I see that pattern with adults. I, I mean... People who were, at one time were so committed and so serious about God and so seemingly changed in their you know by God and have so much love for Him that after a period of time they just they just slipped away i mean i 've never understood how that 's possible, but yet it's at the same time, there are those people who come. And become Christ followers and they stick with God for a lifetime. So how, how is it that some people are one way and some people are another way? I, I'm just, I've never understood that. Until now. Forty years ago, there was a study done in more than a thousand churches. Numbering more than a quarter million people. And the results of this study were Astounding. What they discovered in this, and by doing this study, was that. Um, well, the purpose of the study was to find out, you know, why is it that you know some people walk away from God and other people stick with God. I mean, and, and how how can you make that happen? And so, what they found was it was unbelievable. What the key thing they discovered was that there was one factor, one one thing that was present in everyone that maintained a commitment to God and those people that didn't maintain a commitment to God. There was one common denominator that the people who walked away from God didn't have, that the people who walked with God did have. One. And that one thing was a commitment to read the Bible. That one thing was a commitment to read the Bible. That's all it was. And I'm not going to bore you with the details of all the findings, but let me just sum it up for you. But bottom line, it was this, is that whenever a person faced uh, turmoil or transition or temptation, those that read the Bible were able to make it through that, that just fine. Those who didn't read the Bible didn't make it through at all. And they, through that turmoil or that transition or that temptation, they just end up walking away from God entirely. That's how it went down. I I mean, I know it's hard to imagine that any of us would ever walk away from God. But I'll be honest with you. That's what probably a lot of these people in this study had said to themselves at one time as well. That's what a lot of the people that I've known in my past have said to themselves but they all walked away. And so, this morning, if the only way for us to know for sure that we're not going to walk away from God is to read the Bible, then how do we do that? Because I know a ton of people have tried. I mean, a lot of us have have tried to read the Bible. So why don't we read it? I've discovered that the biggest reason why most people don't read the Bible is they don't understand it. I mean, they know, they intuitively know they should read it. They even believe that their lives would be better off if they read the Bible. But they don't read it. Because whenever they've tried in the past, they just didn't understand it. And most of us have tried. I mean, I've tried before. I mean, I remember when I first started. I started something a whole bunch of times. But the reason I don't read it is because, you know, we get started in it. And then, you know, there's all those, like, really hard names to pronounce. And there's all those sacrifices. And at some point I'm just go, you know, I... Like, I, I, just don't, I just don't get it. And then the Bible reading's over. Because I mean, we just didn't understand it. So today, I'm going to talk to you about some things that are going to make the Bible easier for you to understand. Now, look, it's still going to take some commitment to read it. But the things that we're going to talk about today are going to make this thing easier for you to understand. So that this book ends up becoming alive to you. So that it really becomes that divine guidebook, that resource, that lifeline that it was always intended to be for you and for me. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Um, And the things we're going to talk about are going to be for those that are just starting out reading the Bible as well as those who are veterans of reading the Bible. I mean, they're going to give you some stuff to help everybody this morning, no matter where you are. And incidentally, let me just say this. If you aren't even a Christ follower, you don't even believe in God. You're just maybe checking out this whole Christianity thing. Can I just tell you this? The very best thing that you could do would be to read the Bible. The very best thing you'd... Because look, this book will answer so many of your questions and concerns. And if you're wondering if God is real, I mean, what better way to find out for sure than reading his book? I mean, honestly, what do you got to lose? And if God is real, then you've got everything to gain. So, let's get on with it. That said, how do I make the Bible easier to understand? What can I do to make the Bible easy to understand? Well, here's the first thing I'm going to tell you, and that's this. Don't start at the beginning. Don't, so so I hear some of you laughing because you've tried it, Okay. Don't start at the beginning because, you know, because here's the deal. If you start at the beginning, though, with the book of Genesis, you're going to get going. Adam and Eve is really great. Noah's Ark, really great. But I'm going to tell you, it slows down really quick after that, (laughs) Right? I mean, so if those of you that try it, you know that, I mean, cause then you kind of get into all this stuff. You get into, let's say you slug through the first 50 chapters of Genesis and you drive through the 40 chapters of Exodus with all those really hard names and all the rules for how do you set up the tabernacle and all that kind of stuff. Then you're going to hit a book called Leviticus. <laughs> and in that book. You're going to read about all sorts of how you perform Old Testament animal sacrifices and how the priests took stalks of grain and had to wave them up in the air as a grain offering. And and at some point in time, you're going to go, "What in the world does that have to do with me?" Now, I mean, you might have you might have you might have gone home and gotten a box of Uncle Ben's rice and waved it above your head, you know, just and, and but at some point, you go. Well, I don't really feel any closer to God. And at that point, the Bible reading's over. Look. That's how it goes for most of us. Well, probably except for the box of rice part. But but honestly, that that's how it goes. Look, the Bible wasn't meant to be read front to back. The Bible is actually a collection of 66 books bound together in one volume. To make it easier to carry. And when they put all the books in there, they grouped them by genre. That means that they put all of the books about the law together. Then they put all the history books together. Then they put all the books about the prophets together. Then they put all the books about Jesus together. And on and on and on and on. So each individual book of the Bible was meant to be read front to back. But the whole Bible wasn't meant to be read front to back. Now, these first books of the Bible, there's some really good stuff in there. But that's not where you should start, okay? That's not where you should start. So, if that's said, where should I start? Go ahead and pull out your message notes. I'm going to tell you where you should start. If you're reading the Bible for the first time, here's where you need to start. Write down these three words, okay? Write down um, uh, Mark, let's see, write down Mark, Acts, and James. Write down Mark, Acts, and then James. Let me get this where everybody can read it. Write down Mark, Acts, and James, because when you do that, then you're going to be. Let me get to the right, the right space here. Hang on just a second, I'm confused by my own puzzle. <laughs> in that, in that, in that fantastic. So start by reading Mark, Acts, and James. Okay, can y'all, can y'all see that bottom one down there? Is that, is that okay? Is that okay? Let me just put that one to, to a bunch of blanks, if I can find them. There we go. Mark, Acts, and James. And the reason I want you to start there, Mark it tells the story of Jesus. And it's only 16 chapters long. And it's only going to take, if you read a chapter a day, it's only going to take you just barely over two weeks to finish reading it. Then the book of Acts tells the story of the early church. And there are tons of great stories in there, great miracles and teachings of Christ. That book will help build your faith probably like no other book in the Bible will. But then the book of James tells you how to take that built-up faith and put it into action. And so that's why I want you to start with these three books. In fact, look what the book of James says. i printed it there for you. In James chapter 1, beginning of verse 19, it says, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Now look at this. If you did just that one thing, if you were slow to become angry and quick to listen, would your life be better off? Yeah, huh? I mean, can you think about how many arguments you you could avoid? I mean, how much trouble that you would never experience if you would just do this one thing? Look, that is the kind of practical stuff you'll find out in the book of James. I mean, it's, this is great stuff. So don't, So I want you to start reading the Bible. Start by reading Mark and then Acts and then James. Don't start with Genesis. You weren't meant to start there. So don't start at the beginning. That's the first step to make it easier. Here's the second thing to make the Bible easier to read. Commit to be at church. Make a commitment. Oh, I want to fall out. Make a commitment to be at church. Okay? That's a big deal. You need to make a commitment to be at church. When I say make a commitment to be at church, I mean make a commitment to be at a Bible reading church. That one's just not going to cooperate this morning, so we're just going to pray for it and move on. Okay? So just, there's a little at sign that's supposed to go there. And so just go with that. But you need to make a commitment to be at church. And when I say to be at church, I mean you make a commitment to be at a Bible teaching church church um unfortunately not all churches teach the bible most churches refer to the bible at some point but not all churches teach from the bible now parkway fellowship we do we teach from the bible okay um in fact here's one of the things that the bible says it's in hebrews chapter 10 it says some people have gotten out of the habit of meeting for worship but we must not do that Look, here's the bottom line. If you aren't committed to going to a Bible teaching church, you will not become a Bible reading person. You know why? Because if you really, people that really want to understand the Bible and want to read it, they want to know what's in it. And it is so incredibly helpful for all of us, me included, to sometimes be exposed to something in the Bible or taught something in the Bible by someone else that we probably never would have found all on our own. And so you need to go to a Bible teaching church in order to to experience and hear that. And remember that study I told you about at the beginning of this message? Here's why going to Bible teaching church is so important. Because those people that were in the study that stuck with God for a lifetime... Because they went to a Bible teaching church, when they were exposed to solid Bible teaching, they intuitively learned how to find stuff in the Bible all on their own. Because they saw it modeled from the stage. And so as they saw it modeled from the stage, they intuitively began to pick up on how to do that all on their own. And so that was the key. And those people in the study that stuck with God, they all of them learned to do that in a Bible teaching church so that come hell or high water, they were going to follow God. Because when hell or high water came, they knew where to go. They had a solid rock to stand on and they knew how to do it because they learned in a Bible teaching church that they were committed to going to. Does that make sense? Look, when you're in a church that uses the Bible as the authority for life, then you will learn how to take verses out of the Bible and make them the authority for your life as well. I mean, you'll learn how to, you'll intuitively learn how to take a parable and extract the principles and apply them to your own life. You'll learn how to take, a story of a Bible character and extract the life lessons out of that story and put them in action in your own life. You'll learn some of the cultural practices behind some of these Bible verses and then you'll learn to apply them into cultural practices in our modern times. The only way you do that is to be in a church that teaches the Bible and being committed to go. So let me ask you this. Are you committed to going to a Bible teaching church, I mean really committed or do you kind of see find yourself falling prey to some really easy excuses not to go like, oh well you know, I mean we are out so late on Saturday night. Well you know what, come to the 11:30 service <laughs> Really? Like oh well, I mean it's raining outside. really? Do you stay home from work because it's raining? Like, do you not go to school because it's raining? Oh, I mean, it's raining really hard. So maybe we should go to the mall. <laughs> I wonder what's played at the movies. I mean, really? I mean, seriously. Oh, well, you know what? We've got some out-of-town guests. They're staying the night at our house. Well, bring them to church. They might need it. You never know. I mean, maybe your excuse is like, oh, we well, you know what? I mean, we just need a morning to sleep in. Hey, sleep when you're dead. You know, seriously. Okay. Just kidding, just kidding, kidding, kidding. Look, but here's the point. Here's the point. Get this. Here's the point. If you're looking for an excuse not to go to church, the devil will give you one every single week. He'll give you an excuse every single week. Because, look, the devil knows this, that if you were ever to get serious about reading this book, then he would not so easily be able to plague your life. Because he knows that if you were to get serious about reading this book, that he would not so easily be able to break up a marriage. He would not be able to so easily undermine your relationship with your kids. He would not so easily be able to help create distance between you and God. He knows that if you were ever to get serious about reading this book, that you would become a person ...who would stick with God and have a relationship with God that would last a lifetime. And it starts by becoming serious and committed to being at church. That's why it's so important that you come. That's why it's a big deal. Okay? All right. Third thing to making the Bible easier to read. Here it is. I need to get a Bible that will help me be successful. I need to get a Bible that will help me be successful. Okay, I need to get a Bible that will help me be successful. Now, the kind of now, there's there's a couple really important things about getting a Bible because look, here's the thing: when you go to the bookstore, if you're going to go to the Bible bookstore to go and buy a Bible, you're going to be looking at a um, shelf that has like eighty different Bibles on it. Okay. And now, they're all the same Bible, okay? They just all have different features, okay? So you're going to be like, oh, well, which Bible do I get? Well, there are two things to consider when you're getting a Bible. And the first thing you need to consider is you need to get a, tra- get a good translation. The ones that I recommend are NIV or NAS, okay? You need to get a good translation, NIV or NAS. NIV stands for New International Version. NAS stands for New American Standard Version. Both of these are excellent scholarly, accurate, and easy to read translations of the Bible, okay? I personally have the NIV, and the only reason I chose NIV is because more people have the NIV. It's just simply a more popular than the NAS, and so when I go to small groups or I go to Bible studies or I teach, more people have it, and so it's just easier to follow along. So I've chosen NIV for me personally, but I think either one of these would be perfect for you. Okay. Here's the second thing that you need to consider. And that is this is you need to get a Bible with study notes. And I recommend the life application study Bible. I have a life application study Bible here with me. Um, and, and this is an amazing Bible because here's why I like it. Whenever you read a verse on the page, it has some study notes at the bottom. If there's something specific about one of those verses on that page that you might need to know, let's, Let's put that, that uh, screen up here. This is a copy. Uh, this is a page of the Live Application Bible. Like if there were like verse 22, James 1, 22, we read that earlier today. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. Or actually we're about to read it. But there's some notes at the bottom about that verse. And so that's why I like this because the, the notes at the bottom don't just explain what the verse means. But get this, they explain how to apply the verse to life. And isn't that what we're supposed to do with the Bible anyway? I mean, look what the Bible says in James 1:22. It says, "Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says." Look, the reason why people in the study didn't fall away from God isn't because they were just reading words on the page of the Bible. It's because they were applying the words on the page and changing their lives. But to do that, you've got to get, you get a Bible that helps you be successful. NIV, Life Application Bible, in my opinion, is the best Bible on the market. I would go get one if you don't have one. Or if you're just starting, especially if you're just starting out. Okay, here's the fourth thing that I want to tell you this. Use apps and websites to help you. Use apps and websites to help you, okay? Use apps and websites. This is really, really a big deal and super, super helpful let me uh, let me get this for you. Now there are. I'm going to give you two apps, and I'm going to give you two websites. Okay. Look, if we have technology nowadays that helps us a ton. That one's just. We just need to pray for that one wheel over there. It's just you know, if God has given us, um, if God has given us technology, then we ought to use it. Okay? So let me give you two apps and two websites. If you have a smartphone, get two apps. The first app that I want you to get is the U version of the Bible. Okay? This is the icon right here. It just says, it's Holy Bible and it's it's done by UVersion.com, okay? Just whatever. Get the U version of the Bible. And here's why I like that. That website, that that app is so incredibly great because it's got multiple versions of the Bible. It has um It has uh, places where you can write in your own notes and your own commentary. But here's the best thing about it it has more than 40 daily Bible reading plans. And that you can, it'll tell you exactly what to read in the Bible every day. And it's got 40 different plans and it's got plans that will be so helpful for the beginners. And it's got plans that would be incredibly challenging for even the most veteran of Bible readers. It is in my opinion, the best app out there as far as reading the Bible. Okay. The second app is called olive tree. This is what the icon, this is what the icon looks like right here. It's called olive tree. Um, and uh, I like this app. This app is probably really more for veteran Bible readers because this, icon, this app, it, it does have multiple versions of the Bible. But it also has um, a place where you can like, mul- open multiple versions of the Bible on your phone at the same time. It also has Greek and Hebrew language helps. It's got commentaries. It's got tons of stuff on it. I mean, it, it really, if you want to go deep, that is the one to get. Now, listen, I'll tell you this. There is a free version of this but it doesn't have very many features. The NIV version of this app is 10 bucks, okay? Now, this app is always free. Everything on it's free. This one costs you a little money, but it's well worth it. It is an incredible app, okay? All right, let me give you two websites. First website that I wanna talk to you about is BibleGateway.com, BibleGateway.com. Everything on this website is free. This is, I think, the best website for studying the Bible out there. Um, it's got multiple verses of the Bible. You can type in a word, and it'll pop every verse that ha- in the Bible that has that word. So if you're looking for hope, every verse in the Bible about hope, bam, will pop up instantly on your screen. And it's got commentaries. It's got helps. It's got tools. It's got reading plans. It's amazing. The second app I want to tell you about is BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com. This is probably for the more... Um, Probably for the more experienced Bible reader, because this website has Greek and Hebrew language helps on it. It's got commentaries on it. You can type notes in it. Um, it's got tons of stuff to help you study the Bible and really go deep. It is a great, 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 great website. Okay, now I can't I can't expound any more on the importance of today better than what the Bible says. Look at this. Look at this last verse. In 1 Peter 5, 8, 9, it says this. says, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. How in the world are you going to stand firm in your faith unless you know what your faith is and unless you know what it is that you need to stand on? and the only place to find that is in the bible look i mean ultimately don't you want to guard yourself and protect yourself from falling away from god i mean don't you want to be one of those people that whose life sticks with god i mean don't you want, i mean you know your life will be better off you'll be better protected from the schemes of the enemy and the traps of this world if you will read this book. Look, I gotta tell you, I know for sure that my own personal commitment to read the Bible and my own personal life has saved me from so much. And it will in yours too. I'm telling you, you don't have to be puzzled by the Bible any longer. There are four very easy Simple things that you can do to make the Bible easier to read. And once you do that, it will make your faith solid. Solid as a rock. If you'll put them into practice. That said, I want everybody, if you would, pull out your connection card. I want you to hold it right next to your sermon notes. Look at the next steps. I want you to check the next step or steps that you're going to take on the card And on your notes. You're going to take the notes home, but you're going to turn the card in. Maybe it's this first one. I commit to read the Bible every day this week. That's awesome. Would you make that commitment every day? Starting today. Seven times in a row. Bam, bam, bam. Would you do it? This next one. I commit to read the Bible by starting with Mark, then Acts, then James. And I recommend reading a chapter a day. Read a chapter a day. Would you make that commitment? That's where you're going to start. How about this next one? I commit to be at a Bible teaching church every Sunday unless I'm out of town or ill. Look, and if that Bible te- if you're from out of town, that Bible teaching church is in your town, fine. Make a to be there. If it's you live here, I would love for you to make that Parkway Fellowship. But even if it's not this church, make a commitment to be in a Bible teaching church every single week. No excuses. But this next one. I will buy a life application Bible in the NIV this week. I mean, you can buy NAS if you want to. Let's, let me ask this. How many people know right now that that is the next step that you're gonna take? I wanna see a hand. Anybody know for sure? Okay, Ryan, why don't you find, here, keep your hands up for just a second. Keep your hands up. If, if you know that's your commitment, keep your hands up, okay? All right, great. Here, why don't you come on right up here? I'm gonna save you a trip to the store. Here, you got it right there. Absolutely, that's yours. Thanks a bunch. You got it. Thanks for being at church today. Okay, how about this next one? I will use one of the apps. See, it pays to sit close to the front, okay? I will use one of the apps or websites to help me read and understand the Bible better. You're gonna download one of these apps, use one of these websites. Would you make that commitment? I want to become a Christ follower for the first time today. We haven't had a chance to talk about this today, but here's the thing. Maybe you've been thinking about it for a while now. There's there's a, a prayer at the bottom of your message notes on how to become a Christ follower. Because look, I'll tell you what. This book will make so much more sense to you once you have put your faith in God's Son. When you put your faith in His Son, Jesus Christ, to forgive you for everything you've ever done, promise to follow Him from this day forward, then this book will make so much more sense to you. So if you've never made that commitment, would you make a commitment to become a Christ follower today? If you've never prayed that prayer, pray it right now. And on your way out, pick up a new believer packet. They're on a little table just before you walk outside of each of the doors of this auditorium. But this last one, I'll memorize James one twenty two. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Man, awesome verse. Let me pray for you as Pat and the worship team come back up. Father, I do, I thank you for the truth that is in your word. I thank you for the power of it. Lord, I thank you for how much it has saved me through the years. Not because I'm a pastor, but because I'm committed to following you. And I pray for every person that's ever struggled with reading the Bible that today you would let them put four things into practice that would help them make it so much easier, so much more enjoyable, so much more meaningful, so much more life-changing, so much more liberating and free that you would, you would bless them and protect them and keep them. And Lord, so that years from now, when you look down to find out who is still faithful to following you, that literally every single one of us would be counted in that number because we've been committed to you by reading your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Our prayer is that God has given you at least one next step to take today in your walk with Christ. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, or to contact us, visit www.parkwayfellowship.com. To talk with a pastor about becoming a Christ follower for the first time, you can call our offices at 832-222-9282.